0: Happy Tuesday everyone. It's time for Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and before we get into today's program, of course I have to plug all the fun things you can do in the next 7 days in downtown. Well, not all of them because everyone has, you know, their individual fun ways to enjoy downtown, but the organized events that are happening in downtown. Tonight, of course, is Tasty Tuesday. So if you're listening, you still have time to jump on over to my office at 117 North Kentucky Avenue and purchase tickets for Tasty Tuesday. It's a super easy way to have dinner at uh, sort of a progressive dinner, if you will, jumping from a business to business, restaurants, bars, sweet shops are participating. I think we have 17 Uh, participating tonight, and you can enjoy uh, hearty samples from across the businesses of downtown and have a fun night walking around and enjoy the cool weather for the last couple of days. I think we have maybe five days left of semi-cool weather, and then it's going to be bake-by-the-lake time, as we talked about last week with our Mayfairies, when we had them in to talk about Mayfair and then on Friday night is Friday Night Live. So that is uh, Friday the 21st and 6 to 9 in Munn Park. You can enjoy live music. Big Chill is going to be entertaining us. They are uh, a local group, so I uh, know they have lots of fans around uh, around the city. So make sure you come check out Big Chill in Munn Park. Uh, there will be some other vendors uh, in, in the park as well to do a little shopping, a little Beverage, a little dining, and uh, that'll be a good time on Friday night. And the next Friday is Swan Derby. So I mistakenly gave the wrong date last week. So April 28th is Swan Derby. Uh, So make sure that uh, you check out Swan Derby, uh, which is going to be at the Francis Langford Promenade. And it's basically Lakeland Volunteer in Medicine's version of Kentucky Derby. But instead of horses, we do Swan Boats. So there's still races, there's still hats, lots of good times. Uh, You can check that out at Lakeland Volunteers in Medicine, uh, their website or their Facebook page. Okay, so today my guest is someone that I've known for hmm, a pretty long time, Uh, Josie Hill. Josie is founder and co-head of school at Lakeland Montessori. So welcome, Josie.
1: Thank you for having me, Julie.
0: So what's fun is that my youngest went to Lakeland Montessori. We moved here in... Um, 1999, and, and uh, had two children already, and had a third in 2003, and then I guess it was about 2006... Uh, uh, my neighbor across the street, her daughter was two years older and she was going to Lakeland, Montessori and decided, hey, we should carpool. I was like, I am all about carpooling. I will, t- I will send my child wherever your child goes so I don't have to drive them to school. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Josie, now you know the truth <laughs> <laughs> about why I started. But I do, uh, I do have a little history with Montessori. My mother was a Montessori preschool teacher. So I had heard of Montessori and uh was familiar with the method and um was interested in it and so it sort of all worked out but um josie is here to kind of just educate us all because i think there's a lot of people out there who don't know what i'm talking about right josie
1: (laughs) yes yes it's becoming more and more um, known in our community um and it was started over a hundred years ago by someone named maria montessori She was the first woman in Italy to be a doctor, Mm. and after she um, was a doctor for a little while, she had some opportunities to work with young children, and she decided to apply the scientific method to observing children and seeing what was best for them and their development from a medical and scientific perspective. Mm -hmm. So through that, it became her life's work, and she did it all over the world, um, and continued it progressing from age three all the way through eighth grade, and each one of the developmental levels of a child from a medical and um, child development Mm -hmm. perspective. So she created um, curriculum and materials all through observing the child and what was best for them, and that's been around over 100 years now.
0: Yeah. So who? The, what? What a concept! Like uh, observing the children and then seeing what what they need and at their their appropriate developmental, not necessarily their age, right? But their actual development, and that's what I really enjoyed about it. So Ian, who is my youngest, started when uh, I guess he was three because we did the pre the preschool and then went all the way through uh, middle school and. Um, Yeah. And it's it's it definitely was a a different experience than my older two who went through just traditional public schools. And um, but it was an interesting it was an interesting process without, uh, you know, the ABC grades and um, all the homework and, and all of that. And so, you know, and he turned out to be pretty okay. I think he's all
1: right. Pretty amazing.
0: (laughs) He's okay. So Josie, you are the founder. How did you become the founder of this school here in Lakeland?
1: Um, I, I actually enjoy talking about that because it's been about 22 years now and it's really been a joy, Mm -hmm. um, to, to have this as my life's work. Um, but it also was a journey with lots of twists and turns, and I moved here from where I grew up in the Chicago-Milwaukee area and had two little girls and started to look for um, education for them. My older one actually went to the public school system and was already in the public school system, um, but I also, as a, you know, a, a person, mm-hmm. was looking for my what was going to really um, call to me mm-hmm. for work. Um, My degree is in business and psychology, but my real interest is education, Um, but the experiences, you know, I I grew up in the public school system. I loved school. I love learning every day of my life. If I don't have learning, I don't feel alive. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really enjoyed school, and I had a a good experience, um, but I wanted something more, Mm -hmm. Um, I You know, sometimes they give kids in school different opportunities, whether they're gifted, and I wanted all kids to have more of those opportunities. So I I looked around for programs and really didn't find something. And even in in college, I I interned at public schools, and it just really didn't call to me that way. So um, I heard about charter schools, and it was kind of just this moment in time where, wow, you can you can start a charter school with a new idea, uh-huh. and what would that new idea be? And I didn't know that much about Montessori, but I kept getting more and more information, and so I started to visit all the different public Montessori schools in the state of Florida, some of them outside of Florida, the private schools, and to just gather information. What is this all about? Right, um, and there were some pretty. Uh, Influential people in the Montessori community that I visited in America. It's mostly been very expensive private school. Right. And my heart lies in bringing children opportunities that they wouldn't otherwise have. Right. Um, So as I brought this idea, um, public Montessori, a lot of the gurus, Uh there's no (laughs) way you can do that. It will not work. You can't mix it. There's all these other things that are going to mess it up and you won't be able to fully implement it. Interesting. And so for me, when I do something, I want to do it right. Right. And I want it to be, have good outcomes. So um, I kept hearing full implementation, wondering what that was about. And so that kind of leads into what does that mean? And how did we do it? And what mistakes did we make along the way? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's another part of a story.
0: Yeah. So originally you were not, I have to bring Montessori somewhere. It was you were interested in starting a charter school. And this was sort of a method that you found sort of on that journey. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I did not realize that. And uh, so, yeah, so the powers that be in the Montessori world told you can't do it. Yep. And, and here you are, <laughs> 22 years later, <laughs> proving them wrong.
1: Yeah, oh, good. I, yes, yes.
0: Yep. Yeah, it was really, really about
1: bringing it to public school. Right.
0: All right. Well, we have to take a quick break, but we're going to continue our conversation with Josie Hill when we return. Stick with us. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host Julie Townsend, and with me today is Josie Hill, founder and co-head of School Lakeland Montessori. And uh, Josie, before the break, we were t- sort of telling us about your journey into becoming the founder of Lakeland Montessori. And I, what I think is interesting is, you know, we left it with you sort of learning about this process and and this uh, technique and this way of of teaching children and wanting to bring it into the public school system and being told no sort of by the powers of Montessori out in the, in the world that you'll never, never the two shall meet. It's just, it's not never been done or it's not possible to do. Right. 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 So here you are a business major and a psychology, you know, that's those those are your areas of study. And so you've, and you've made it work and here you are 22 years later, with a very successful school in Lakeland. And um, so tell us about that journey of becoming a charter school, because I'm sure you use your business side of your <laughs> of your education to get that done.
1: Yes, so it was a long, probably about a two year process where you have to um, submit a charter and do all the research for that and basically let the district know, how are you gonna meet the multitudes of criteria that are required as a public school? Mm-hmm in combination with learning and understanding Montessori and everything that they, well, that if you want to be fully implemented is required to Mm -hmm. do that. Um, So that had to be researched, written, submitted to the district, go through a process of lots of review and working with the district. And then um, basically it's like starting a business. Um, So that, from the moment we put it out to the public. We had a waiting list, um, so there was definitely interest in mm-hmm. the community, which was wonderful. Um, we had a really big job in front of us, though. Yeah, you know, getting all of the state standards met, and also um, understanding what full implementation was and what we had to do on that side of things. Um, because I wanted to bring Montessori to the public sector so that children could have good outcomes mm-hmm. at the end. Right. Right. Um, So one thing that was really helpful is the American Montessori Society, which is the largest Montessori um, group in America, probably the world. Um, They have what's called a pathway to continuous school improvement. And it is like a zero to ten, ten being accredited Mm -hmm. and all along the way, what are the requirements that you have to meet to get there um, to be fully implemented? So things like, teacher certification of Montessori teacher certification mm-hmm. um, of the teacher at the age level they're teaching at. Right. So the teachers have to, in our setting, they have to be Florida State certified. They, and then after that, they have to go back and get their Montessori certification. Um, so if it's early childhood, that's a separate certification from elementary, lower elementary, mm-hmm. from upper elementary, from secondary. Right. Um, so that's one of the things on the pathway. Um, and then things like having a full complement of materials um, and back to the teacher training, that's usually at least a two year commitment. Oh, wow. And it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if a teacher coming out and saying, I'm already a teacher. Right. <laughs> and then I have to go back and do all of this.
0: Right. Um, almost like a master's degree, if right. you will. Yeah.
1: So in education, sometimes there's things that come out maybe like Kagan Cooperative Learning, which is a great thing, but it might be a week training and then you try to put it into your classroom Mm -hmm. as an extra thing. Where this is an entire system of education. There is thousands of pieces and things that have to happen to result in those outcomes. And this pathway to school improvement helps you to get there. Yeah. So um, at the beginning we were trying to work on that but it was about let's get up and running. Mm -hmm. You can't even start that process for three years after you're open. Oh wow! Because they want to prove that you can be a business that's right. viable. True. Yeah. Um, so we we always had the teacher certification and that sort of thing, but bringing it all together as a whole, um, I think it was 2016 that we became accredited and had to do almost a two-year-long self-study of mm. with our commu- our our um, parents, our staff, everyone to get to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's been a a journey that, you know, we've learned from, for example, I mean, we've made mistakes where we put sixth grade with our middle school when it was first open. And an authentic Montessori school, a fully implemented Montessori school that's accredited, has to have sixth grade in the elementary school. Mm. And there's all sorts of de- developmental reasons behind that, but sometimes, you know, we thought, well, let's try this. Right.
0: <laughs> well, and that's how we do it in the rest of the.
1: Yeah. I mean, sixth right. grade is
0: middle school in yep. the rest of the system. Right. So you didn't want it, sixth graders to feel like they were right. still in
1: elementary. Right. But then you learned why yeah. <laughs> Maria Montessori did it that way in, she, in her a smart method. Cookie. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so it helped us, you know, with some of those mistakes and and coming back to. Um, the long list of criteria that you have to have to, to make it fully implemented.
0: Right. So tell us what are some of the methods that sort of compare and contrast some of the methods? Because we, you know, we talked about Maria Montessori and how she developed this, but what does the implementation of that look like? Just pick a grade and give us some examples.
1: Um, So for age three through kindergarten, so each Um, developmental level is three years okay middle school can be two or three years but the rest of them are three years so everything in the method is based on children starting by age three Mm -hmm. because there's so much going on and developing in their brains at that point Mm -hmm. in time and what they learn at that time affects the whole rest of their lives Yeah. so um, even outside completely outside of the Montessori method 0 to 6, birth to 6, we can really influence our our world Mm -hmm. um, by that 0 to 6 period. So in the early childhood Montessori classroom, you have those three age levels all mixed together. Um, You don't see desks in any Montessori school. (laughs) Um, The children can work at little tables. They can work on the floor, on their rug. Um, And they really, they come in learning lots of grace and courtesy Mm -hmm. and practical life, which are some of the areas of Montessori. Um, And then they can proceed at their own pace. They're learning independence. They're letting, having freedom with responsibility. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people think Montessori is just do whatever you want. (laughs) It's a free for all. It's freedom. (laughs) But you forgot the responsibility part. Um, So... That doesn't just happen. right? You know, there's a culture and a climate in a Montessori classroom that the children are learning from the second they walk in. How, mm-hmm. how to be kind to others. Um, when you have an argument, you know, we have a peace table, mm-hmm. a peace corner with a peace rose. And we model how do you talk about things when you aren't getting along? Um, and educationally, they're given lessons in um, small, individually or small groups at that age, as opposed to you know, a teacher with kids all surrounding the teacher. Uh Um, So that's very different, the individual and the small group lessons. And then as they, there's a curriculum that goes up through second grade at that age. So if you have a child that has a gift for math, they're being independently shown these lessons and they can move as quick Uh or as slow as they need. Um, There's some, you know, Regular things you're going to see from kids' milestones. Of course, yeah. Um, And we are watching are you coming along? Mm -hmm. You're not going to just leave the child behind. (laughs) Um, But there's really more individual attention, but it's not necessarily all like people might think, well, my child's going to get so much from the teacher. Mm -hmm. They're getting things from their peers as well. The older kids are helping the younger kids. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot of those differences that you'll see.
0: Yeah. Well, I do remember uh, Ian. Much he did like the life. The li- what is it called? Life skills or life practical practice? life? Practical life. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, what did you do today? Practical life.
1: <laughs> yeah. <three laughs> there was a lot of that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that he, he he enjoyed that very much. Um, so, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Josie and, and and talk about some of the other the other grade levels as as children progress in this. Um, in this method in this school, so stick with us. Thanks, and We're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host Julie Townsend. With me is Josie Hill, founder and co-head of school for Lakeland Montessori. And I'm a little biased because my youngest did go to Lakeland Montessori from the time that he was three until uh, middle school, or eight, I guess eighth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. And um, and so I think it's an interesting. Uh, thing to share with the community who may not know. they may see you know, schools with the name Montessori but not really understand what that means or what that method is. and uh, and so uh, Josie's whole life, it seems like professional life anyway, is has been either in in not only founding and running this school in in various capacities, but also being an advocate for, Montessori teachings throughout the state. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But going back to what we were talking about before the break, just how in for those who don't understand the method, what is it? What does an average day look like for a student or, or, or you know, even for over the course of a year? How is it different from what they're getting in in other public schools?
1: OK, um, I, I guess I want to begin with before I talk about how more about how different it is, because I'm sure everyone's wondering, yeah, but how does that really work?
0: Right. Are they really prepared? <laughs> Are they
1: just sitting around, you know, playing with? Yeah, with... and that sounds yeah. great, but will they be really be prepared in high school? Right. How will they adjust to high school? Um, so I think the, the most amazing thing to me was, you've got the Montessori side with the full imp- implementation, accreditation at that, of that model, And then you have the public side with all of their rules and regulations Mm -hmm. and way they measure you. And so you take we take the same state standard assessments that any other public school takes all the way from age four through eighth grade.
0: Okay.
1: so all of those measures were high performing charter schools. So we have Lakeland Montessori Schoolhouse and we have Montessori Middle School we run them as one but they're separate charters. Mm-hmm. So both of them high performing charters, A schools for many years, schools of excellence, these are all Florida Department of Education Labels. measures. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. and that wasn't necessarily important to us as long as we were doing well and could remain open and we had outcomes. Right. That the um, that we could see that the children were doing academically, socially, all those ways doing well. So That is measurable data to show that what we're doing differently works.
0: And that's in conjunction with not having alphabetical grades on report cards. Yeah, so there, uh, you know, no A's, no straight A's coming home with any child. Right. Just there was reports and there were measures, but they weren't labeled which right. I, I that was very important to me.
1: Yep, and that that leads into how are, how is it different? Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know about you, but sometimes as a child, I what am I being graded on? Mm-hmm. What and as a parent, from teacher to teacher to teacher, that looks different in each classroom. Right. And as an example, my older daughter was in a school here, and she was failing her. She was getting straight A's in class. But then her test scores would come back and they were failing. And so as a parent, I'm like, if my child has straight A's, I, why, why should I be concerned? Right. But then I get the test, the state standardized test scores, right. and she's, you know, way below level. And so in Montessori, it's mastery. Right. You get reports of mastery of can a child do these concepts? Mm-hmm are they able to perform the concept as opposed to how they did on a worksheet or right. that sort of thing. You
0: turned it in, here's 10 yep. points yes. and maybe yep. it's not even right. graded.
1: And the mastery of these concept aligns with all the state standards. So what we had to do is take every state standard and look at how does Montessori already do that. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying We've, we started with Montessori first. Here's what Montessori has. This is how the standard fits into that. Instead of saying, here's the standard, how do we fit Montessori into right, the standard? Right, right. Um, so that's, that's a big difference. Um, and in the elementary level, so there's lower elementary, which is first, second, third, and there's upper elementary, with it, which is fourth, fifth, and sixth, and that whole curriculum is based on Montessori great lessons. So it comes from a really big picture and spirals the curriculum around all of that Um, so math and language and science they're all intertwined with lessons from these great lessons where the children really understand more of the world in Mm -hmm. general and how it's all connected right Um, because even the history of math i mean right you're going to do math but you really begin to understand the different civilizations Mm -hmm. and how Every culture is connected somehow, Mm -hmm. Um, which really what Montessori, her main objective was to bring more peace to the world. Right. And how can education do that? And when those lessons are talking about the fundamental needs of humans Mm -hmm. and um, just lots of things that connect academically and uh, socially and emotionally. Yeah. Um, So all of that those great lessons come down to the the concepts that they're learning and mastering. Yeah. Um, and then at upper elementary, they really begin to go out into the community um, with like, we have a Kiwanis K kids group. Um, sorry, Rotary. Sorry, Rotary. <laughs> <laughs> if I had known
0: she was going to say that, I would have not invited her on the show. I, I'm okay.
1: a Rotary member. We, <laughs> we are, we are Rotary. Okay. We're, we're chariots together. <laughs> um, so there's, a lot of service learning, there's volunteering, there's going out into the community because they're older, and the kids are driving that process. Mm-hmm. The adults aren't saying, hey, you should be doing this. The right. kids are researching and saying, I'm really interested in this in our community in helping um, volunteer or just I want to understand how business works. Right. So I want to go to this place and I want to see what they do. Mm-hmm. And then a parent, you know, they'll make a little application and the, <laughs> the, t- the parents will take them out. Um, so I don't know if you have more questions about elementary. I can talk about secondary too. Yeah, no
0: bit. yeah, go ahead and tell us about secondary.
1: So middle school has been kind of a journey. Um, when we first started, we started bigger than we are now, um, and we're now all housed in the same location, and it's a little smaller, but we've found that we've been able to implement more of the things that are, um, part of the original method at the, the mm-hmm. middle school, which are things like intercessions um, where the, the kids have five weeks of learning and then they have a sixth week where it all comes together. So they have some some assessments, but mm-hmm. they also have an actual week of experiences that relates to the theme for the first five weeks. Okay. So, um, and they have things like three-night um, Overnight trips where they're all together and they're doing activities together and they're learning how to get along. Mm-hmm. We weren't able to do as many of those things before. Um, and it's been really valuable to be able to fully implement those intersessions
0: yeah.
1: um, and see how the kids learn about each other and how to get along so much yeah. better. And also, um, the way, the level that the middle schoolers are able to um, process things and discuss things in the Socratic method is, it's just amazing. Um, I encourage anyone to come and visit our school. I can say all these words. They mean (laughs) nothing until you're sitting there and you can see it happening. You can see three and four, four four-year-olds doing some of the four-year-olds doing multiplication. Right. And, you know, I'm talk, 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 but seeing that is really neat. Yeah. And same with the, um, the middle school students. Yeah.
0: No, it's it's uh, it's very impressive. Um, so I want and we, we we're out of time in this segment, so we got to take another little break. But when we come back, I want to talk to you about your advocacy statewide, but also like, you know, what you think. Is this something that could be scaled? Could we could we change our model of education in this country to Montessori? I want to I want to know your thoughts when we come back. Stick with us. We're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. Uh, I'm talking with Josie Hill today, founder and co-head of school for Lakeland Montessori, and uh, Lakeland Montessori uh, has is a is a charter school here in Lakeland. And uh, my child, my youngest, went there. My other two went to public schools. They also had great experiences at public schools as well. Um, fully support uh, our public school system, uh, not only here in Lakeland but but state and country wide. Uh, and I think part of the you know, my personal issue is that we, we, we pigeonhole our teachers and uh, people in the legislature make all these rules and they don't know um, they're not educators and then you know, they force uh, our, our teachers and our administrators and our children to, to do things that are, frankly not in their best interest for, for education. Um, so and one of those things we were kind of talking over the break was is homework. And so I wanted you to kind of elaborate, because one of the reasons why I really enjoyed uh, Ian, my third child, being in Montessori, was there were not hours and hours and hours of, of homework every day.
1: Yes, that, that is a big difference. And sometimes it's hard because, you know, growing up, we're like, we have to do our homework or we're in mm-hmm. trouble or we're not learning. And right. so when when we said there is no homework at our school it's an adjustment for mm-hmm. all of us to feel comfortable with. And fortunately, now we can say, look, it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the beginning, it was like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the model feels or helps the teachers and the parents and understand that the education is happening within the classroom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's happening in real time. It's happening from the kids working together, the teachers giving the lessons, and the work that they're doing during the day Is plenty. Mm -hmm. And after school, there's so many rich opportunities for family life and taking your child to a museum and taking them out into the world um, and being involved with your community. And the more homework you have, the less time you have
0: to to really
1: connect with the world and your family. Um, And, you know, there are times where, you know, let's say a child's having trouble with math facts, we're gonna say, hey, Kill and drill the math facts, mm-hmm. but that's that's just to get over that hump, right? Um, or yeah. you know, and they may be doing a research project, and it's the child that wants to work on that at mm-hmm. home and make it. You know, I want to add this, and they're excited about, it and they want to they want to do more of it. We're of course not going to say don't do that,
0: right? Of course. Um, and
1: then as they get older and older, like in secondary, if there's work that they don't finish that they really need to do, mm-hmm. they know it's their responsibility. I, I had a daughter two two daughters go through middle school and one of them was a social butterfly mm-hmm. <laughs> and she said i i want to socialize and i will do my work when i get home right <laughs> and who's going to argue i was like all right as long as you get it done. Right. And, and you're not disrupting anything. Yep. Right. And right. so she yes. had her freedom yes. with her responsibility. Yeah. I, now that you say
0: that, you're bringing some <laughs> some memories back. That, yes, Ian Ian had some challenges with that. Yeah. Sometimes he would not finish his work. And it's like, um, the consequences of that right. are that the work is still waiting for right. you and you need to go do it. Yep. And uh yeah, so he, he learned that hard lessons like if I don't do it at school and then I don't yeah. have homework and then I don't ever have to do this work and it's like, No.
1: Yep. <laughs> not how that works. <laughs> That's another really you reminded me of another really big part of Montessori is natural consequences Correct. as opposed to punishment and Correct. rewards. Yes. So we all know as adults what the right. natural consequences of not going to work mm-hmm. or not doing what we need to do, as opposed to someone just arbitrarily Saying, okay, go in the corner for an hour, you know. Right. This leads to this. If you don't finish this, we don't have time to do this. Right. You know, so that's you
0: made your choices and your choices have natural consequences. So I asked you before, and um, you know, and again, as I said when I opened this segment, you know, totally supportive of, of teachers and and the work that they do and know that oftentimes if they had it their way, things would not necessarily work in the, in the system that it works in, but we're, we're kind of stuck, The, the at least for the time being, hopefully not forever. But some might say, um, you know, charter school, it's, you know, you have a very, sm- a much smaller population of students. So how do you scale that? How would you see Montessori method really like becoming the norm in public schools? Do you, could that ever happen, you think?
1: I think absolutely. And to go back to the very beginning of my journey, mm-hmm. Lakeland Montessori is like a third child to me. I love it. I have an immensely enjoyed the journey, but the real reason of opening it was prove this can be done
0: mm-hmm. in
1: the public system so that more children can have it, not just the kids that we have. Right. Um, and I think, you know, we're a small school, but it's led to more and more interest in Montessori in mm-hmm. our community. Um And I absolutely do think that it can be scaled. I think the biggest um, obstacle at the moment is that in order to be accredited, you have to have three-year-olds and Mm four-year-olds. And I think our um, American culture is Mm -hmm. still struggling with how important early childhood education is, but the funding has not followed that yet. So- I think the best way for it to happen would be um, that three and four year olds, which the district already has, mm-hmm. um, it has to start at three. Yeah, and so the threes, the fours, the kindergartners at every public school, right? You know, would be part of that system and funded um, by. I know already the district has a partial pay, partial fund mm-hmm. kind of model, um, but I think it absolutely can be scaled. And I mean. There's nothing that is an obstacle as far as learning. Right. It's embracing how you do it, all the pieces of how to do it. And I have heard that um, Jeff Bezos' Amazon Montessori inspired Hmm. program perhaps is going to be implemented at one Montessori or at one school here in Polk County. Okay. Um, But again, so. They're trying to figure out also how to do this within the public school system. And I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think that they have left out kindergarten. Mm. So, again, that three year cycle. Right. You know, it's like this giant Jenga game. Mm -hmm. It's a whole system. And if you start pulling out this piece and this piece and this piece, what we all want to see is the outcomes. Right. Does it work? Right. And so I think, you know, same as us. We did we did a little of this and a little of that in the very beginning, trying to get our legs and figure it out. Um, But one of our roles also is to serve as a mentoring school. Mm. So to any school in the country that would like to come and and ask as many questions, how do you do this and how do you fit this standard into here and how do you meet this district requirement? Right. Um, So as in Florida, I'm a a state advocacy leader for what's called MPPI, which is the Montessori Public Policy Initiative, and that's a national organization that is – State by state, they have leaders trying to help um, districts and governmental entities understand how this works Mm -hmm. within the system. Um, So I think through that process and districts getting interested like ours in how can this actually happen within our system, absolutely.
0: Well, we're almost out of time. We have like 30 seconds. Do you... How, not literally, but you have 30 seconds. <laughs> so we don't, we don't have high school here. Is that something that you could you can ever envision happening?
1: That is a great question, and we have deliberate, deliberated for years <laughs> over it. And I have to say as a parent and um, a Montessori leader that our high school system has a lot to offer here in Polk County. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't – the best way it's been implemented so far is Montessori and I.B., together but in a you know different combined way but there wasn't an actual Montessori curriculum Mm -hmm. at the high school level yeah and there's a lot that you need to offer high schoolers
0: And to to really, like you had said before, the success is starting when they're three and just following that child all the way through. I'd love to. I'm sure you have that research somewhere, so we'll have to get that from you another time. Well, thank you, Josie, so much for being Mm -hmm. here. I think uh, hopefully everyone learned a lot about Montessori, and uh, you can always uh, reach out to Josie at Lakeland Montessori. Uh, Google it. I'm sure you're easy to find. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.